I'm Halima Atta, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Perspective. So if you're listening to this when it comes out, like immediately after, you're going to notice that it's Friday, which is a different day than when I usually release my episodes on Thursdays. I have changed my release date to every Friday. It's not really that huge of a deal. I just thought it was pretty significant because I'm so used to recording like on Wednesdays and like releasing on Thursdays. So this is a little bit of a change, but it's a lot more convenient for me. With that out of the way, we all know that no episode of the show would be complete without me implementing some kind of personal anecdote. So recently I was on Disney Plus looking for a movie to watch with Nora. She's my little sister. I know I say her name pretty casually. Anyways, although we ended up watching The Greatest Showman for the 30th time, I did have to sift through like a fair amount of Disney TV shows to get to the movies that we would potentially watch. After scrolling through tons of Disney shows like Jesse and its spin-off Bunked, a moment of realization occurred for me. Those previously mentioned series, and really the majority of Disney Channel shows, are full of stereotypes, like racial stereotypes. To quickly revisit some of the stereotypes that were present in Jessie, for example, there is the presence of an overly aggressive, sassy little black girl, a dumb white blonde teenage girl, and a smart South Asian boy, just to name a few. And while I noticed the existence of these main character tropes a while ago, one stood out to me in particular that of the smart South Asian character. And the reason that this one specifically didn't stand out to me for a while was because of its normalization and prevalence throughout the media. That smart, nerdy, socially awkward Asian character was one that I, among many other viewers of that show, had been conditioned to believe was some kind of compliment. So once the topic of stereotypes, or a topic relating to stereotypes, was suggested, this moment of realization kind of just came circling back to me. What I discovered is that these stereotypes we see throughout the media, so whether online, on social media, or portrayed through Disney Channel TV shows, are an element of a much bigger issue, the model minority myth. Continue listening to learn all about what it is, how it reveals itself in society, and why it's harmful to not only Asians, but to all minorities. Although I feel that most people have encountered the model minority myth in some kind of form, it's important to be familiar with its actual written definition. Plus, my personal understanding obviously isn't representative of the entire population, so of course, there's that too. Moving on, to read from an article by Learning for Justice, a project of the Southern Poverty Law Center. The myth of the model minority is based in stereotypes. This myth characterizes Asian Americans as a polite, law-abiding group who have achieved a higher level of success than the general population through some combination of innate talent and pull yourselves up by your bootstraps immigrant striving. Now, there are several layers to this definition, so let's dissect it. There's first the characterization of Asian Americans as more successful than the general population. This references the notion that All Asians, especially men, are dominant in high-paying fields like STEM, thus making them be seen as more successful. Next, the characterization of them as polite, so they don't talk back to people, they follow all rules at all time, they're law-abiding and never cause any kind of trouble. But the most notable part of this definition is the use of the word innate. Referring to the abilities of Asian Americans which were laid out in the model minority myth definition, This word assumes that Asians possess these traits, these positive characteristics, because of something that they were born with, an inborn characteristic. So yes, this myth characterizes Asian Americans as all being more successful than anyone in the population, the American population at least, because there are just special abilities that are inherent to them only. 
If that statement alone isn't enough to debunk this notion entirely, the existence of a model minority entirely, there is also the overwhelming presence of stereotypes that it's rooted in, which is obviously not an accurate source of information. Essentially rooted in stereotypes, the myth of the model minority recognizes and perpetuates a narrative in which Asian American kids and students, for example, are naturally studious or musical geniuses. So from the perspective of this concept, of this belief, all Asian children play the violin or piano and maintain perfect grades with absolutely no depth of personality, no other personal characteristic. They are viewed as people who find their sense of purpose through their academics. And this sounds really dramatic, but this is the exact way that this myth, the model minority myth, characteristics of Asians, are demonstrated in TV shows. To circle back to Disney shows, like Jesse, for example, Ravi, that was his name, the main, he was an Indian, South Asian character. He was portrayed as being a nerd. He found his fulfillment, his meaning through his grades. He was super nerdy, like super socially awkward. That wasn't just something we saw in Robbie, a singular character. We can also translate this to a character in Bunked. I'm pretty sure her name was, I don't remember her name, I think it was Nina, or maybe that's the name of the actress that plays her, but another Asian character, she was just obsessed with grades because of her mom. Uh, another trope I'll talk about in a second, but she was obsessed with grades. She found her intrinsic worth through her scores. She played the violin, and that was her main personality trait. It was often a point of comedic of comedic humor it was often a point of jokes so the fact that within a second or two i could immediately think of two characters from some shows i grew up with that perfectly demonstrated this model minority myth shows that it's prevalent throughout the media throughout social media everywhere and the people that are able to notice this include asian americans themselves so because of the presence the overwhelming presence of this trope in children's tv in the media in general this causes many Asian American children, and students especially, to struggle with their identity. It leads many Asian American children and students to believe that if they deviate from the mold that society has presented from them, especially America has presented for them, in which they have to be somebody who loves math, who loves STEM, who only finds their worth through their perfect grades and plays a violin, it leads a lot of people who deviate from that to struggle with their identity. To read from a student narrative, which is a part of an article entitled Debunking the Model Minority Myth by USC Pacific Asia Museum, before I associated the model minority with individual achievement, it definitely took a huge toll on my mental health in high school. My peers expected me to always be on top of things because I fit the mold of the perfect Asian American student. When I got rejected from colleges during my senior year, the whole school found out within seconds and I was ridiculed by strangers who barely knew me personally. I think in the realm of education, seeing an Asian student not succeeding was a fall from grace. So this comment made from an Asian American student themselves completely demonstrates the influence of the model minority myth on people, on Asian Americans specifically. It has led to people believing that there is a mold, one way for Asian American students, for kids to act. And if they deviate from that, it is justified that they're subject to ridicule. Within the model minority myth is the existence of an influential figure. The Tiger Mom. This is also heavily portrayed in not only the media, but in society as a whole, in my opinion at least. This Asian stereotype can be characterized as an abusive parent who forces their children to fulfill the role of a student with perfect grades, who plays piano or the violin or who studies all the time, etc. 
The portrayal of the tiger mom as somebody who produces well-educated, successful children within the model minority myth leads many to believe that the Asian American tropes that they see in TV shows is something that needs to be mirrored for success. But in instances like the ones I've explained, many people question why the model minority is a bad thing. Like a group of people are being perceived as being smarter or more successful, isn't that a good thing? In itself, being perceived as smart or highly successful is a compliment. There's a positive connotation to that, obviously. But when you look a little bit deeper into this myth and the narrative that it's used to perpetuate, it becomes harmful. For starters, this myth fails to recognize the economic diversity of Asian Americans because by grouping together all Asians as being successful, this myth disregards the income gap that is present between different groups of Asian Americans. According to an article from Asian Americans in the Law, a Harvard publication, despite having the highest median income of any racial group, Asian Americans also have the largest income gap of any racial group. As of 2016, the top 10th percentile of Asian Americans earns 10.7 times as much as the bottom 10th percentile, compared with 9.8 for black earners and 7.8 for both Hispanic and white earners. So because the fact is that the richest 10th percentile of Asian Americans are earning more than that of any other racial group, the fact that they also possess the greatest income gap in any racial group is kind of clouded. To add, the myth of the model minority places Asians as recipients of the American dream. This narrative that was created by and is perpetuated by the model minority myth completely disregards the very extensive history of oppression towards Asians that has occurred in the United States. There are several major events which have showcased racism against Asians in American history, with some of these including one, the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882, which suspended Chinese immigration for 10 years and declared Chinese immigrants ineligible for naturalization. And second, the presence of Japanese internment camps, circa 1942, in America. This was a forced relocation and arrest of thousands of people of Japanese descent, innocent people of Japanese descent, who were put in camps following the attack on Pearl Harbor. In 1942, 23-year-old Fred Korematsu was arrested for refusing to relocate to a Japanese internment camp. His case made it all the way to the Supreme Court, where he lost, but he became a civil rights activist and was awarded with the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1998. And that date alone shows the extent of which Asians in this country were and have been subject to oppression and racism in this country. The fact that Fred Korematsu was alive in 1998 shows the extent of which Asians have been subject to discrimination in this country. The fact that Fred Korematsu was alive to be able to watch the movie Hercules in theaters means that this is relatively recent. It's continued to persist in this country. So what this element of the model minority myth does is erase racism against Asians. It suggests that the United States has always been a welcoming place for Asians, serving as an erasure of racism that still persists, meaning it allows white racists to avoid responsibility for their racist actions to not be held accountable, given that they can just protect themselves under the shield that they support Asians because they are people of color, when in reality, they are just erasing the racism that this group of Americans have been subject to for centuries. On that note, one of the most notorious harmful effects of the model minority myth is the impact it has on racial justice. Because this model minority myth is used to characterize Asians as being successful and hardworking and a group that we should all try to mirror, it is used to minimize and downplay the effects of racism towards other people of color in America with the mindset that we can just work to be like them 
most notably targeting Black Americans. In response to a piece written in the New York Magazine, which highlighted Asian American success as being a demonstration of racism not being prevalent, Janelle Wong, the director of Asian American Studies at the University of Maryland, College Park, explained why a parallel cannot be drawn between Asians and other minorities. The mono-minority myth, according to Wong, is a flawed comparison between Asian Americans and other groups, particularly Black Americans, used to argue that racism, including more than two centuries of Black enslavement, can be overcome by hard work and strong family values. In reality, centuries of slavery and years of systemic racism that still affect Black Americans to this day through practices that have since been dismantled, like redlining, for example, those are not comparable to Asian American struggles because they are both awful. This isn't to justify one or the other, but to use the model minority myth as some kind of tactic to try to encourage Black Americans to quote unquote hard get work hard to attain equality it's just not something you can compare so as a result of the creation of the model minority myth there has been a racial wedge put between asian americans and other minorities to read from an article by npr since the end of world war ii many white people have used asian americans and their perceived collective success as a racial wedge the effect minimizing the role racism plays in the persistent struggles of other racial slash ethnic minority groups especially Black Americans. So in a way, although the model minority myth that centers around Asian Americans and their collective success has a positive connotation, it's been used by many white racists as a weapon to target Black Americans most notably and make them feel as if they are inferior and that they could be reaching and attaining a certain level of equality and erase years and years, centuries and centuries of slavery and systemic racism simply by working harder because other minorities, such as Asian Americans, are able to become successful. And the evidence they cite for those beliefs? The model minority myth. Now that I've discussed all of the negative implications and the negative connotations that can come with the narrative that is pushed by the model minority myth, how can we fix it? Perhaps the most important way to do this effectively is to raise awareness. Research more obscure Asian American figures, such as Grace Lee Boggs and Yuri Kochiyama. Research the history of oppression that Asian Americans have faced in the past that still persists today, such as the 19th century occurrence of the Chinese Exclusion Act and the 21st century occurrence of racism targeting Asian Americans surrounding the coronavirus. And another part of the solution? Check the assumptions that you make about Asian people in your own life that could be influenced by the model minority myth. For example, in the student narrative that I mentioned earlier, an Asian student could recall getting ridiculed by their peers after getting rejected from colleges of their choice that they applied to because of these pressures placed on them by students that surrounded them and the very high expectations that their classmates had for them. Don't be those students. Check your assumptions and your biases that you hold towards Asian students and hold normal expectations for everyone. The biggest takeaway here, though, is that Asian people are not a monolith. To conclude with a statement from the Learning for Justice organization, as you raise your own awareness, you'll help those around you to understand and dismantle the model minority myth as well. With that being said, the model minority myth is pervasive and runs rampant throughout online, social media, and all of society. Although there is a commonly held belief that Asians are a monolith and that they all have the same actions and personalities and characteristics, we can work to dismantle that by educating ourselves on its effects on not only the Asian community, but other minority communities as well, 
and the history of oppression that Asians have faced in the past and that they're subject to today. To wrap up, thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I hope that you were able to learn something completely new. If you want to visualize this issue, be sure to head over to my Instagram, which is at a little purse podcast, where you can see all of my posts and even send me episode suggestions through the link in my bio. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next Friday here on A Little Perspective.